Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It might be snowing outside, but there are solar rays emanating from my heart. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cockerleaky Cochran <laughs> and Emily Dean. You can text us on 81215, follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. You betcha. Oh, see a bit of high energy. That's what they need this time of the morning. Oh. New development in your character. Speaking of my character, I um, you I've are had... a bit of a character, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm a, a colourful character. <laughs> I don't we could deny that. I've had a couple of outings this week. I don't mean I've been oh, exposed as a homosexual. Um, oh, you can't keep doing that, surely. We can't have no. two in one week. No. Um, so. Um, I went, uh, you may recall uh, when I spoke to you guys last week that I was, uh, I was off to a, a Doctor Who event yes. at the British Film Institute. I called it one of those conventions and you got a bit sniffy about it that. It wasn't really a convention, okay. it was a screening and then there were some uh, people involved with the, the early, it was the first ever Doctor Who they showed. Mm -hmm. Convention. This was the, the William Hartnell Doctor Who. Do you know that one? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know him. Yeah, he was he was the very first. He's still the one I think of as, as Doctor Who, really. Though there was many greats since then. He, this was in the days when uh, and eccentric, uh, long, white-haired, middle-aged men were still acceptable on children's <laughs> television. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! And um, he was brilliant. Anyway, we watched the, the the actual episodes and they were great. And then they got some of the people who were in in them, including uh, the girl who played his his granddaughter. Um, Susan, who's an actress called Carol Ann Ford. And I love actors. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell me about They're it. They're a laugh a minute, aren't they? Love an actor. <laughs> and, uh, Can I ask, Frank, there was a lot of people, I would say, what, in their 60s, 70s, were there a lot of fedoras for the men? Well, and a paisley I, scarf? I mean, we were indoors. I, I would hope that they like a scarf. Yeah. Love a scarf and a lanyard. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, also they, what they like to do is when the scripts come out, they like to put the specs on, even <laughs> if they don't need specs, I think. Just looks uh -huh. a bit. So then you get the rehearsal photos and they've got glasses on, it looks like, you know, this is a slightly different stage oh, yeah, in the yeah, development. Yeah. Especially in black and white, those glasses look great. So they said to... Uh, so they said to the uh, Carol Ann Ford, they said, to, so what was it like being you know, in the very first uh, episodes of Doctor Who? You know, it was exciting times. It was a big hit straight away. And, you know, the, 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 the public really responded to it. And she said, um, well, you see, they wouldn't let me play the part the way I wanted to. <laughs> she said, I mean, this was, I mean, I remember um, the producer uh, put his arm around my shoulder. And uh, said to me um, after after the pilot, Carol, just take it down a bit. Well, of course, what he meant was take it down a lot. <laughs> and I thought this is great. Fifty years on, <laughs> it's brilliant. They said to her, uh, "Is that why you left?" She said, "Well, I left because um, they couldn't write for me." <laughs> <laughs> Can I say I love her? Is, she, uh, is it my mother? Uh, she was so great. I loved it. <laughs> Sidney Newman put his arm around me, which he always did when he was going to tell me off. You see, my problem with Doctor that. Who, though, Frank, because all those people, because most of my parents' friends were in it, to be honest. Oh, I mean, what you've described is a dinner party at my parents in 1976. Yeah, but I love it. I don't mind. I find it very entertaining. <clears throat> I could have given her a big hug. Yes, but you didn't have to live with these people. And also, 
What was awful was I'd be look, trying to enjoy Doctor Who and there's some evil overlord and my mum would say, that's a lovely little gig for Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take him's character seriously. Oh, um, did it, um, my dad never said that when we watched Doctor Who. Did it, <laughs> did it not puncture the balloon slightly for you when you were yes, a kid and they were like, oh, John's a Dalek. <laughs> oh, you exactly. don't want to know what's in there. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh. I'd see, weird. I'd see the overlords drinking red wine and staying up late. Uh-huh. Ruined it. It sounds oh, brilliant to me. I'm very envious that you were sort of... Uh, Exposed You were in it. that blur between <laughs> Doctor Who and real life. You were in blur? Oh, she was in blur. <laughs> and she also went out with the manager of Suede, if I remember right. Wow. Oh, yeah. Ricky Gervais, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what? It was that your oh, made-up story. Twitter. Yeah, that is my made-up story. But I didn't say it was Ricky Gervais. No, no. he was or, at the time, wasn't he? I know. Was he the manager of Swine? I can't remember. Apparently, someone so. said, yeah. I think he was a manager of Velour. Maybe. A, a very similar fabric to Swine. Oh, Velour. I thought you said the law. I was thinking, no, hey. not the law. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you weren't with it, though. God bless oh, you yeah. for that. I also... Yes? Well, I, maybe I shall play some music first, but um, I had a bit of an embarrassing experience Another at one. the Royal Festival Hall. Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, um, before you go any further, mm. we've now had, I'd say, at least three missives in re your shoes that you wore on Room 101, which is another project of yours. Shows how funny the show was. Yeah, I knew that People's would be your response. People's minds started wondering, yeah. and so, though, to be fair, his shoes are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, yes. for example, says... I was just watching Room 101 and thinking how well Frank was wearing that suit when he raised... The, again, doesn't say you're funny. No. Um, <laughs> when he raised the bar even further with those fantastic shoes. Tan brokes, where did he get them? Um, I believe... I don't know if I should... They're, they're Ben Sherman's, if you really want to know. You do a lot of work for them. Well, I just... Um, I, I'm not... You know, I'm not plugging anyone. All the shoes are available. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did ask originals, training shoes, they're good. UK 10. All right, stop. Oh, nice God. <laughs> yes. And I don't want a black Nandos card either. Just go <laughs> to the fashion cupboard. I don't know, I'll send you it if you call them Nandos. Isn't it Nandos? Nandos. I thought that was it, the Greek chicken shop. No, <laughs> your father trying to pronounce Nandos. Nandos. <laughs> Why isn't it? Um... No, it isn't anything. It's Nandos. <laughs> Nandos. I saw it. Uh, you know, Nandos. Dap- Dappy got done this week, didn't he, for... Uh, for doing you know Dappy he's been a silly billy he's uh he's got the most Greek name I've ever seen in my life (laughs) he's got more Aussies than (laughs) George Michael than a a black country stable owner (laughs) (laughs) but the black country will get that no one else will um anyway so look I went to the uh, T.S. Eliot Awards which is like a poetry thing sure up about it nice yeah and it was a lovely night out and I thought, um, I'll get myself in the interval, I'll, I'll go and get um, some ice cream. Oh. So I went over to this, uh, there's no one else getting ice cream, and I went over to this... It's not uh, a big ice cream crowd, I shouldn't no, imagine. No, no, the poetry lot. They not all stop off and get themselves like yeah. a little book of limericks or something. They're black coffee and granola well, bars, that I, lot. Anyway, so she said, um, we, there's uh, chocolate strawberry or v- vanilla bean. Oh. And I said, eh? vanilla bean? <laughs> no. Vanilla bean ice cream. And I said, I can't, I've never heard of that before. Everyone, yeah. Isn't that Courtney Love's child? But I went on and on. <laughs> I went on and on about, that's, what a weird, I've got to try that just to see what it's like. And I realised after, because I was basically talking about vanilla ice cream, uh-huh. which is not that. 
unusual. But they've called yeah. it vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, yeah. Because I'm aware of the vanilla pod, the actual pod, you know, like, in real life. Well, this is from vanilla. a different part of the vanilla thing. I'd, I've never heard of a vanilla bean. I would she, have been confused like you were. She not looked as embarrassingly. at me, the way, the way Mindy used to look at Maud, <laughs> when he'd say, an armchair? Like, it was like, <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, she looked at me like I was a bit, um, troubled. Mm. Oh. It was, but it tasted like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yes, it would do that, nice. darling. So the bean and the pod are, are different Oh, things. you know the people And never the twain shall meet. People texting explaining what the vanilla thing is. Good, I want to know. Good, yeah. 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 Well, the bean is inside the pod, presumably. Presumably. Mm. I don't know. 8, 12, 15. Okay. That's how they can yeah, tell yeah, us. Yeah, text us on 8, 12, 15 about um, the difference between a vanilla bean and a vanilla pod and their don't general relationship to each other. Can I just <laughs> say, don't text us about essence. We're not interested in vanilla essence no. today. We know about that. Well, yes, I'm not interested in any kind of essence today. <laughs> um, Are you enjoying the T.S. Eliot? Yeah, well, well, people get up and read two or three of their poems. They're all nominated for a prize. They mm. read two or three. And there was a bloke who... Every time people read poetry, stood up. Oh. In the audience. Mm. And he, he just, to be fair, he'd got a back row seat. He'd planned ahead. He'd oh, obviously thought, nice well, I'll him. get a back row. He, because go, he goes to a lot of James gigs, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Well, he, um, that's an in-joke, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's an in-joke. I don't even get it. It's a music yeah, joke do. about the band James and joke. their hit Sit Down. Oh, yeah. right, thank quite, you so much. Joke, for, uh, you'll have to... I'm 55. <laughs> I got a music joke. That's the front line. That's the headline there. Like, yeah. I actually got it. Well, um... I've lost me. Oh, no, I know. The man... I am in Nora. The man was... The man stood up all the way through. Oh, he stood up all the way through. Poem. And I thought this bloke's got a back row seat because he thinks when there's poetry on, you need to stand up. But people next to him, you could see, were uncomfortable. Mm. Mm. And I never go to anything now where there isn't at least one person in the audience who you think might have an history of mental illness. <laughs> and it makes me wonder now, the whole care in the community thing has blurred the edges a bit, just mm. like you and Doctor Who. <laughs> and they looked a bit frightened by him when he stood up. I could see there were people, like, slightly looking the other way and stuff, and yeah, what, what do yeah. you do? Mm. No, that's that's this week. <laughs> 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 Vanilla, and what do you do? Yeah, do. Uh, what's your fave T.S. Eliot poem? Oh, I, that, oh, we can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Let us go, then, you and I. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So it's, uh, it's not really our jurisdiction to start talking about the weather on this bit of the show, but I feel like we ought to, because... Um, the weather is sponsored by... What a lot of weather we've been having lately. Who? Green flag. Oh, green flag, yeah. But we have been having a lot of weather lately, haven't we? I mean, there's uh, the snow. I've got my hard-working outdoor boots with me. Not like I've got indoor boots, but you know what mm. I mean. Yeah, but those boots you've got on, oh, I've, yeah. got, I've got a pair of those. Mm-hmm. And you I, got I, very obsessed by his boots this morning. You so really what, did, In navigation yeah. of the boots. You know why I'm obsessed? Go on. Because I went, I think we can say what they're called, can't we? What? Yeah, they're a Blundstone, like an Aussie work boot. Yeah, so I only get them out in, you know, in tough weather conditions. Mm. And so uh, I got them out last night, and they were sticking to the floor of the flat. Oh, God, you've been to horse meat disco. I was, I was tempted to... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Horse meat disco. <laughs> I, was, I was tempted to uh, to take on uh, one of the walls. Mm. 
They were really sticky. <laughs> so spidey senses. Yeah, and um, yeah, or um, is it Lionel Richie who did dancing on the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, they were sticking and leaving black marks on the floor. I had to take them off and then put them up when I was uh, exterior. Oh no. So I went out. I took my um, beloved for a, a, a big flashy meal. Nice. Lovely. Wagon mama. And, um, <laughs> and I like to come here. those bowls of noodle soup. They are. They are. Yeah. I had the ramen. Love it. Oh, I love anyway. a ramen. Chili ramen I went for. Mm. You call it Raymond like Nando's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chili Raymond is the, uh, he's the guy around the corner that runs the delicatessen. <laughs> anyway, so I went to a, into a bookshop after to, uh, you know, I thought I'd look at, you know, those old-fashioned paper books. You, mm-hmm. you, they got those in there. And the woman said, excuse me, I think you've trodden in something. And I said, I have never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, were you leaving a trail, huh? I was, yeah, but the thing was, Awful. I looked at my boots, and it was nothing on my, my boots were disintegrating. So the tread, <laughs> I was leaving the tread on the floor, I was steadily getting down to sock level, or oh, up wow. to sock level. Well, I said, I haven't trodden anything. I said, I, I said my soul is disintegrating. Oh, they yeah. both look frightened. <laughs> Did they go S-O-U-L or S-O-L-E? Well, exactly. You need clarity. Did they say Jodie Marshall was in here the other day and said exactly the same thing? <laughs> said, my soul is disintegrating. They said, were you standing up at the poetry the other night? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I had to walk home losing a tiny layer of rubber with every step. Yeah, you know who's happiest about this story? Ben yeah. Sherman, that make your tan brogues. Yes, They're thinking exactly. we I are doing walk, well against the competition. Walk a million miles. Honestly, it was, it, they, they, they petrified. Is petrified the right petrified word? Petrified sounds right, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, thanks. Oh, I thought dear. she was an East European runner from the 19... <laughs> petrified. 1980s. <laughs> so, anyway... But yeah, I've got the I've got the snowy boots on, but it's it's been okay. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's terrible! It's terrible!" Everyone's panic buying, oh, and it. actually, it's not that bad, is it? It's I love fine. a bit of snow, mate. You love the snow, don't you, Frank? Brilliant. Yeah. My favourite thing yesterday was on the news where they show the little clips of sliding cars and buses where nobody gets hurt. Just the bus was. I think it was a sports mm. car going up a hill. In I don't Muswell mind if hill. a couple of people get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> just for the, just for, you know, if it's if it's a if really it's funny, funny one. As a clip, I yeah. don't want them to get badly hurt. But say, if it was really <clears> funny <throat> and somebody lost a finger, yeah. I think that's worth it. <laughs> Minor abrasions. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it really made me laugh. The sports car sliding around Muswell Hill. Funny. Maybe they'll play it while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's all. Uh, I saw there were some great shots of um, empty supermarket um, yeah. Yeah, shelves. Yeah, really good. I love bread, that. don't they? Always looks good on telly, that. They're saying people are they're stocking up, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And there's no bread or milk at all left in the shops. <laughs> now, you see, the bread or milk thing, they say that's panic buying. Mm-hmm. Mm. To me, buying bread or milk is no. not panic buying. Yeah. Panic buying is, is slowing, um, um, I'll have um, <laughs> five light bulbs and some cat litter. Yeah. That's panic buying. Why have I bought these? I don't have a cat. Well, my wife did. <laughs> bread and milk, that's very considered sensible buying. Bread my and wife... milk is the Les Miserables diet. Yeah. My, my wife did panic buying in a non-snow circumstance last week. She just went in the supermarket without really thinking and came out with a whole duck and 36 nappies and came home and went, <laughs> I bought a duck and nappies, I don't even know why. I just walked into the supermarket and panicked. You can panic by in any circumstances, can't you? That's... Uh, <laughs> you look genuinely startled at no, this. Well, that is really <laughs> odd. Um, a duck and nappies. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the guy from Endobs? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute... 
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. My dad always used to say, as long as you've got the potatoes in the house, you've got a meal. Oh, yeah. Not if you live in my house, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I love this uh, panic buying. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to lose weight. It's not, um, there's no food around. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, it's got an element of a supermarket sweep about oh, it. Oh, yeah. You, you race in and just grab it, anything that's... Uh, but I don't, I've seen no genuine panic. No. Also, it's a bit... I don't like this hysteria. I don't live at Wothering Heights. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. There's a cardo. There'll be people listening to this who live in the countryside who are probably trapped there in their own um, hovels. And, <laughs> the country uh, hovels. Yeah. Who Heathcliff? You know, you're talking fine, about? fine trailer smoke coming out the chimney. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this, we're our only contact with the only contact with civilization, and they're thinking, well, actually, it's not as not as good as you think. I've had to eat uh, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> I've had to eat Nandos. <laughs> yeah. When is it? McDonald's. He's a bit easy Nandos. <laughs> Nandos. He's the other cousin. Also, Frank, um, another thing I've noticed about the snow mm. this season, mm. SS, the, um, oh no, it's AW13, is um, snowballs have now been outlawed. Did you read this? Oh, I did read about that, yeah. You're arrested if you throw a snowball. To be fair, it said that you could throw them at willing participants. <laughs> I love that. That's right, but that's fair because you know there are some people, and we all know the kind of people I'm talking about. Who they'll they'll throw the devil dogs. They'll just throw at old people's windows and stuff like that and terrorise them. If it's kids throwing st- snowballs at each other, I'm for the good people. Mm. I once heard a sermon in uh, Farm Street uh, Roman Catholic Church in Mayfair. And the bloke said he went to a monastery and there was a visitor's section and there was a sign on the door and it said, everyone who visits this monastery brings joy, either by their presence or by their leaving. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. And I think um, you're talking about the sort of people who bring more presence by leaving a place than they do by being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a man on, in the paper who said that some people put uh, stones in snowballs. Yeah, that slightly annoyed me, though, because he was saying, oh, this will be... Uh like a criminal offence to throw snowballs with stones in it. And I was thinking, well, it's, that's not really throwing snowballs, is it? It's throwing stones. That's what that is. It just happens it to is. be wrapped in a snowball. I mean, you could also say, well, if you wrap explosives in <laughs> yeah, a snowball, exactly. that's also a bad thing. Or wrapping a stone in tissue isn't throwing tissues at people, is it? It's throwing stones. I hate well, snowballs. Well, I'd say it's also throwing tissues. <clears throat> you hate snowballs. Oh, my you know what I hate is people over a certain age throwing snowballs. People that own property <laughs> oh, right. bending down to throw snowballs. Yeah, I know. Forty. The thing is, I, I can't throw. I've always had a, a what's the politically correct term? Like a big sissy girl throw. Oh, all oh, right, yeah. Oh, that isn't the politically <laughs> correct term. <laughs> okay, um, I have. I, I don't have any. Even when I played cricket at school, people would just laugh when I throw the ball. So when oh, I throw fine. a snowball, yeah, it's terrible. I throw like one of those um, Chinese good fortune cats. <laughs> you know those ones who seem to be waving but and throwing. They might possibly be doing a slightly camp throw. That's how I. Um, and I don't bring good fortune with it. I bring derision. Oh dear. So I'm staying away from the snowballs. I think snowballs great if you're throwing at people who want to be thrown at. I loved mm. that when he said in the papers, people that want, uh, if you're throwing snowballs at people who do not want to be involved. I just really <laughs> like the phrase. It's like old reformed gangster. Look, I don't want to get involved. 
I used to snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Behind me now. Keep me out of this. <laughs> I'm going straight. Yeah. Also, that old woman next door is causing a, a blockage on the pavement with the amount of milk outside her. <laughs> door. How much milk do you need? That's panic buying, uh, and it's being delivered daily. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Tell you what, let's cheer ourselves up with a little journey to. Email Corner. Ah, was gibt? Well, uh, we have an email um, from a lady called Sophie. Hello, Frank, Emily, and Alan. I keep seeing random shoes on the road, mostly fast roads, sort of abandoned. <laughs> How do they get there? Whenever I see them, I always wonder and my imagination runs away with me. I've settled on the theory that lots of people hang their legs out of the car window and their shoes fall off. Or... What, their indicators are broken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These people have all got cruise control, presumably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they have suitcases on their roof rack and the zip breaks and their shoes fall out. But just their shoes, mind. How is a roof yeah. rack in this day and age? I was thinking of getting a roof rack. You know, one of those top boxes. Get a people carrier. Such a dork, aren't I? Um, I'm thinking of having something fitted onto the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit more private. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy the speed bumps. Um, yeah. Am I overlooking a much simpler reason for shoes on the road? Sophie. Yes, you are. The fact what is, is it, then? Sophie, we're all living... I think we can now be revealed. Mm. We're all living in an enormous game of uh, Monopoly, playing no. by God. Oh, <laughs> it's see, I've no- boot. I've noticed some um, cars on the side of the road as well. <laughs> Have you some irons as well, old-fashioned not, iron. not many irons, but quite a lot of cars yeah. and, and one or two <laughs> shoes and some dogs. There's a huge terrier just off the M1. There is. The Yorkshire bit. <laughs> no, I... Um, I mean, it could be um, newlyweds going over rough terrain. You think? Well, that's true. What, what do you think it is? Well, Snow Wait. White's a high mileage driver. No, not Snow White, Cinderella. Oh, no. Ruined my own joke there, didn't I? No, 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 we're still with you. Yeah, well, that's nice. Come on. But no, no, come on. I don't on. need it. I've done it. I've done Cinder- that. Oh, you, don't, oh, you actually did it. That you know, Cinderella it. leaves oh, a shoe behind, doesn't she? Oh, God. That's... She leaves a shoe behind. Yeah, stop it now. Slipper. It's a slipper. Oh, when I said I was with you, that was, that was then, this is now. Oh, oh that I, was... I hated that 18 seconds. Well... Um, <laughs> That's Al, it. do you know what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think maybe what men sometimes they're not the cleanest, mm. and sometimes it can get a bit odorous. Maybe the, the smell gets so overwhelming. There's an argument, a family argument, oh, and they end up having to throw it out the window. A shoe. I yes, think they're wearing. The uh, I think their blunt stands are uh, disintegrating. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, I am, I do. I am very impressed by, and that is the. Um, the trainers, train, they're usually trainers, training shoes, mm. knotted at the laces, thrown over a telegraph wire. Oh, yeah. Yes. Isn't that um, like a code? Is it? Isn't it like a street code for... Um, oh, is it know, some swingers thing? Someone oh, naughty. No, God. some guy that'll sell illegal substances lives there or something. Really? I think so, yeah. Oh, I love how You're vague guess. he's pretending to be. He that knows can't. exactly what this code that can't is. Be. Come on, Frank, surely you've seen it on the wire box sets. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> certainly didn't happen in Merlin. <laughs> Matt Licker said they didn't have shoelaces. They just had like pointy slippers. Nice. 
Um, well, and obviously didn't the telegraph voice, so no. I should point that out. Um, what do anything? they have in Merlin? Uh, gr- magic. Gruel and fur cloaks. They have magic. But, um, no, well, I've never heard that before. Mm. I um, hate that. That can't be true. Because what if you, that means if you're some sort of, uh, if you deal in the substances business, uh-huh. you'd have to get a job next to uh, telegraph wires. <laughs> That's what they do. That's that's, that's they, what that's how they choose their homes. They walk around flats being <laughs> shown around by stage. I mean, is that a, is, that, is that a section <laughs> on Zoopla? <laughs> Near Telegraph wires. Do you think estate agents rumble it where I showed this guy around, he kept kissing his teeth and looking out the window the nearest telegraph pole. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't, don't know what the thing was. I how just, weird is that? I, I don't get it at all. I th- it, it's like a bolas, you know the bolas that the um, the South American the, the gauchos swing. Oh yeah. No. Maybe we'll come back to this. Looking at me like you don't know what on earth I'm talking about. Frank, Mark has sent us an email. Um, subject line: Dappy and Snow, which I like. Sounds promising. Costa Dinos Pontus Stavlos. What a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. Love the word reek, as in the snow has continued to wreak havoc this week. Long may it continue to do so. Can the panel think of another time when use of the word reek is appropriate? Uh, you reek. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. No, I mean... I is it think, only reek havoc? I, thi- I think only havoc gets reeked that yeah. I think of. It's like when there's a spate of burglaries in the area. Don't some people pronounce it raked? Wrecked havoc? No. No. Absolutely no one has ever no pronounced it wrecked. And don't okay. ever, ever bring that up again, that, oh, that theory. God, I've, I've wreaked havoc by mentioning that. That's my that. worst of all your theories. But I like I like a spate. There's been a spate of burglaries in the area. Spate. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other case where I'd say I've, I've had a spate of. Um, I've had a spate oh, I used of, um, uh, spate. spots on my neck. I used that once on a man. I sent him an email. I said, due to the recent spate of cancellations, <laughs> I said that when, I, yes, when he cancelled me. That's oh, really? good. I, how many um, spate based dumping <laughs> emails can you send off? That's this week's um, texting. Spate. <laughs> Johnny Spate, of course, who wrote uh, to yes. us to do part. Lovely. There's only one of him, though, so it's a bit ironic, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Frank, would you like to hear why trainers are put over? I would. I, I really thought it was just a, a sort of a... As I say, I thought it was like the... You know the gauchos? They swing those um, things at animals and, and, and leg them over. Do you know that? They're called the bolas. Oh, OK. And they're two things at the end of a string. You look at me like I'm making it up, but I'm really... No, I know not, what you mean. ...believe for, like... Um, Aidan says... They leave gaucho marks on their legs. <laughs> Go on, Aidan. Oh, <laughs> no, it's God. true that they do throw the bolas. Trainers... It's, I'm, not, I'm, it's, I'm not talking bolas. Oh. <coughs> Trainers over telephone wires is used to mark gang territory, oh, not dear. to sell anything. Oh, what I've done is I've gone into <laughs> a, a dark area. I didn't, I didn't mean <laughs> to. It's all now. It's all about street violence and... Yeah, all that, and quite a few of these texts are uh, unattributed to a person. Just like, hi, the trainers mark gang territory lines. Just oh, nothing. dear! And someone <laughs> says everybody knows the trainers hung over telephone wire are territory boundaries for gangs. Well, well I, I didn't know that. Not everybody. And when you see a pair of um, tan Ben Sherman brogues hanging over a telegraph wire, <laughs> stay out of my manner. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, then. 
You can be texting us on 812.15. Follow us on Twitter. Frank on Absolute. <laughs> the old DG. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm with um, Cockaleaky and Emily Dean. Um, I'm not. How, so sure how are you how feeling I'm, about Cockerleaky? I'm not so sure. I mean, I've had a lot longer than you to get used to the fact that Cochrane as a surname can be really played with. And yeah, but I think you'll agree that we've we've avoided some of the obvious. Pitfalls. Well, that's because for <laughs> broadcast reasons, it's not appropriate. Mm. Um, and, and hats off to you for that. Thank for you. Towing the line. Mm. Yeah, but I'm I'm all right about Cockerleaky. Well, okay. Fine. Well, I'm only dabbling. But someone sent it in last you're week. You're right about Cockaleeky. Your, ba- your bar's pretty low. Someone sent us an email or text that said just called me Leaky. Yeah, nice. You're right with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. As long as it's those syllables, that many syllables is what I want to hear. Well, I think you'll find Mulligatawney is uh, is more syllables than Cockaleeky. Yes. Yeah, I like that better. So the more syllables suit. Yeah. The better. Yeah. This is the worst conversation you've ever had <laughs> in your heart, both of your lives. I'm trying to think now of a, of a standard soup. Minestrone. Are you going minestrone? Not as many as monogatoni. No, it's not, is it? Don't be ridiculous. I thought that's what you were getting. That's the nearest Fishy you're going to get. Oh, no, that's the same. Bless you. Look, are you going to get... Excellent. We're off. We've had some uh, good texting about the trainers. Uh, you know, the trainers well, being thrown see, over I a was, telephone wire. I, I only brought up the trainers because I thought it was a whimsical thing that um, well, schoolboys probably did. And it turns, turns out, out very turns dark out, reasons. A, it is a bit of the it wire. Went, it went sinister, yeah. <laughs> the wire, brackets, telegraph, close brackets. Well, well uh, someone's texted uh, what I would call a nice, nasty, nice sandwich. Um, you know, like a letter of complaint. Oh. But not, what not a, that. What a night that was. It's a, it's a, t- <laughs> it's a text. Frank, great show as always. Shoes over telegraph poles started in the USA to show a crack house had opened. Oh. Cheers, Ian in Snowy Amersham, which I really uh, love. Snowy Amersham. <laughs> but possibly my favourite is from Dan in Ipswich, who says trainers over a telephone wire indicate a hard water area in Surrey. <laughs> See, that's much better. I'm, I'm sticking with that. That's great, isn't it? We oh, now on, that. that should be the new rule. Yeah. Frank, um, we have an explanation for the shoes on the dual carriageway. Oh, OK. Back to the shoes. Slightly more innocent territory. This was, uh, Those halcyon days from, of the uh, shoes. Is it Sophie who sent the email about shoes? I believe yeah. so. Um, hey, lovies. I don't know if that's a reference to our Doctor Who elderly actor chat earlier this morning. We're all quite theatrical yes. in our own little way. Hey, lovies, those dual carriageway shoes have been left outside back doors, usually because they whiff to high heaven. Little foxes pinch them to play with and have a bit of a chew and abandon them on their way back home, usually in the early hours. Is that right? That oh, sounds quite plausible. Yeah. And sweet, isn't it? It's Must nice. be a hazard at the mosque. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the shoes I, are left out. I love that Robert Harris novel. Yeah, as it at the mosque, it's, yeah. it's, it's very, uh, it's a thriller. I mean, it's there's no way to describe it. Yeah, I think we're still in still in email corner. If I um, if my sat nav serves me well, mm-hmm. yes. Um, shall I proceed? Go on. Yeah. This is from Tony. Uh, he says on your program last night, which sounds very news night. I like that. Last night. Hmm. This is one of your television he, shows, wasn't it? No, no, he could have been listening to the podcast, perhaps. Oh, I see. Let's read on and see. Yeah. <laughs> on your programme last night, you mentioned something like he had a face that needed punching. Did I say that? I can only apologise. <laughs> that sounds like your TV work. I'm against violence in um, 
Actually, I'm not that. No, you're not. No, I'm not really against <laughs> you it. Love it. I just, I just went to follow the cliche, and then I thought, actually, I can think of lots of contexts where it's absolutely acceptable. <laughs> Carry on. In a recent Guardian magazine article, now we're getting there. Oliver, Ber- <laughs> Oliver Berkman said that the German language had a word for just that: backfeifengeschick. What for? Uh, oh. <laughs> I think I may have mispronounced that. I do apologise. Yeah. Have another go. Uh, I enjoyed keep it. Keep it that time. Backfeifengeschick. Yeah. A face in need of a punch. Like Schadenfreude. Really? A German word that requires a whole English sentence. Schadenfreude, of course, if you don't know, is when um, you sort of enjoy... Um, Schadenfreude is me, basically. Well, mm-hmm. it's when you enjoy the, the pitfalls of others, often those mm-hmm. close to you. Mm-hmm. There's a French writer who wrote about the very exclusive pleasure of watching a close friend fall off the roof of a house. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. You know, I'm... Um, I'm intrigued, though, where this is... Uh, I'm, I like the face-slapping word. We'll come back to mm. this. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So what is the German word again for uh, having a face that's very uh, slappable? It's backpfeifengeschicht. I should definitely use that. That's brilliant. I think the important thing about that as well is that there's some people who've got that face that you just want to slap. Mm-hmm. Doesn't punchable, yeah. but it's nothing about their character. No, so it can be a person who's, who's who's an all right person. It's just they've got one of those faces. I think people think that of me quite often. No, I not, really do. No I one really, would want to slap your face. I think I could get a punch at a peace rally. I really do. No, I mean, people haven't. Not old cockaleeky. No. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I should wear a name badge saying <laughs> leaky, and then it sort of no. I I think, balance, look, I think you look too dangerous to be... Uh, oh, that'd be good, yeah. yeah. Well, I find Brian Dowling a little bit punchable. Yes. Is or that wrong? Actually, he's it's a, not homophobic, it's it's not to do no, with it's that. he not homophobic. He's got nice skin, a, hasn't he? Mm. He's got... Um, he's one of those blokes who... He's, he's built like a weeble. Mm. He's got <laughs> quite a big behind from the look of the way he uh, squeezes into those suits. So I'd really want it. I'd want to uh, do a... You know, Jose Mourinho kicked yes. a man up the bottom in the uh, street the other week, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, that, that's, that's where I'd go with uh, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But again, he seems a nice chap, but he's just got one of those bombs. He's, that he's just a bit punchable. Yeah. I tell you who's got a very slappable face. Um, Michael Malpergo, the, um, oh, the writer of the War Horse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure he's a good man who's brought joy to thousands, but I would like to slap him across the face. Uh, if, if we could work it out for charity, for Comet Relief. You'd do that? I'd definitely. I'd pay. He's quite sort of. I'd pay. I'd say a million pounds to slap him across the face. (laughs) (laughs) That's just off the top of my head. It might be able to talk me up on that, but let's 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 say that as a starter. (laughs) What else? If he hears about that and actions it, you could really regret that. No, you see. Now, posh spice. You see, I wouldn't want to slap posh spice across the face, but I would like to tickle her till she broke wind. That would be good. I think that would really. Ultimately, make her a happier person. Yeah, definitely. Just, just got to break that that, <laughs> that that frosty front on her. Yeah. <laughs> and there would be two reasons. One would be the tickling and the um, breaking wind. That's bound to cheer her up on two. Well, I, I'm seeing the breaking wind as a as a an unavoidable byproduct and of, the tickling. of tickling her heavily. <laughs> I'm not. That's not my target. Oh really? By any means. I, I just want to cheer up the whole room. I just want to get fine. I want to find that young, happy, enthusiastic girl that used to be in there. That's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what I want to do. I want to save that girl. 
Shall I read another email? Do it! Uh, morning all, just a quick request that you consider the consequences of your humour. A couple of things, um, it's not a quick request, and humour is not in inverted commas, so that's a good start, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, and they haven't talked about our tan shoes. Yeah, you almost put me in the gulag. I'm currently earning my living in <laughs> Moscow, vague... And listen to you guys every week on my walk to work. The journey takes me past the rather imposing Ministry of Foreign Affairs building. Brilliant. If oh. you can remember the towering and, and intimidating skyscraper at the end of Ghostbusters, then it's almost exactly like that, but scarier. My wandering past one of the bored but dangerous-looking policemen guarding the building a few weeks ago coincided with one of your amusing comments. Can't remember which, but, in, but became... Uh, ensuing events demanded my immediate attention. As I chuckled, I caught the eye of the Russian policeman on guard. As he couldn't hear what I was hearing in my headphones, he immediately thought I was mocking him in some manner. Oh, dear. He stopped me and asked for my passport. I didn't have it. A major error. So I was taken for some unpleasant questioning for the next three hours. (laughs) so hard. I made it out alive, you'll be glad to know, but please think about what you're doing when being amusing in future. It might put someone in the gulag. From Simon in Moscow. P.S. If Emily's ever in the Russian capital, yes, I'd be happy yes. to organise an itinerary. Well, I'm cancelling my trip now on Aeroflot after hearing that story. <laughs> that is... Uh, what worries me about that is that um, Gérard Depardieu... <laughs> yes! He's, he's a big podcast <clears throat> listener. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, defected, of course, to Russia. So, um... He, he could end up in hot water. And, and by the look of him, he hasn't <laughs> been in hot water for many years. <laughs> Fancy that. Like a, like a gammon he'll be. That's a terrible... Um... Frank, he won't be in the gulag. There's not enough cake there for him. No. <laughs> but what about... What's this guy called? Simon he... in Moscow. Well, I'm worried about... We nearly got Simon into trouble. I'll tell you what, Simon, if you can get us any cheap salt. I've got a bit of a... Uh, the back road <laughs> our flat's going to be slightly treacherous at the moment. No, that's... Uh, that's a, a great story. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, I think we've solved the vanilla mysteries. Good. The vanilla riddle. Yes. The, the, the vanilla mysteries was a very good daytime TV show, <laughs> American reruns. <laughs> it was like two, uh, two teenagers uh, in the um, Idaho town of Vanilla. Oh, yeah. Who used to investigate a lot of local, um, well, mysteries. <laughs> I was also watching Rosemary in Time when that was on. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Paul MacDonald... Um, he says, hi, Frank, vanilla bean and pod are exactly the same thing. Just Shut up. Two ways of <laughs> describing it. Oh. Mm. So well, if I'm that's... buying vanilla ice cream or I'm buying vanilla beanie ice cream, what mm-hmm. am I getting a difference? Well, Andy from Leeds has texted saying, morning crew, the difference between vanilla ice cream and vanilla pod ice cream is roughly a pound a portion. Well, he's, oh. uh, what he's done is he's <laughs> sidestepped the bean. Yes. I, uh, I like his little joke, though. It's good. A what? pound of Porsche, it's a pound dearer. Well, you would <laughs> like that, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much up your straza. Uh, oh. oh, so your straza. Um, Frank, I don't think we can let the morning go on any further without mm-hmm. discussing um, Lance. Oh, Lance. He's, he's been a bit of a silly billy. Well. He's gotten a little bit of trouble. In case you haven't heard this story, turns out Lance Armstrong, <laughs> who won um, the, the, the Tour of France seven times... Mm. Um, Tour of France. <laughs> um, I. Um, he oh. turns out he was. Um, he was on the uh, on the drugs. 
Yeah. On the drugs. Yeah, he was. I'll tell you something, it's ruined him as well. He didn't stretch once during that whole interview. No. Stretch arms Remember how gone. stretchy he used to be? Yeah. <laughs> used to, oh, man, you could stand one side of the room and he'd, he'd stretch into Much the Much more other. tanned as well, he used the, to be. The drugs have completely removed his um, stretchability. Do you That's think any same. of them spotted that potential for a pun? Like, when he got off the bike after a, a day on the Tour of France, do you think any of them went, come on, stretch Armstrong? Do you think there yeah, was a little was bit that, of... That was a long stretch, Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't did any I of that. I bet they didn't. No, but no I mean, they wouldn't have done that. I don't know him well, but he didn't strike me as a man that enjoyed They were strung out. That's why they didn't do it. They were strung out. They were high. Oh, man. But only because they were in the Alps, mainly. How bad things drugs are made. That's how drugs are. I imagine he's on the bike going, oh, whoa, man. Look at all these wheels. I think it's impressive that he took drugs and stayed on that bike. I think that's brilliant. But they were helpful drugs, though, weren't they? They had a helmet. They had a helmet, just in case. In case they go over. The weird thing is that everyone's saying, oh, he... um, I don't think it's that bad. He's he's trying to bring down his sentence, because his sentence is that he's banned from cycling for life. Is he? The reason it is that... I'd have thought at 41 you're banned from cycling for life anyway, by God. Well, I wonder, (laughs) but how how are they going to police that? Like, is he still allowed to cycle in his own drive? Like, he must. He probably got yeah. land, hasn't he? Can he go on a, um, a a cycling machine at the gymnasium? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, America is a country with three hundred million guns. We're told to believe, so maybe they're all agreeing. Right, if we see him on a bike, we'll just fire at him. Well, I think if I lived in a t- in a country with three hundred million guns, I'd probably get a on a bike. And anything that enabled me to cycle as fast as possible, I'd be taken. That's <laughs> your only chance. He didn't, Frank, he didn't cry. That was the problem. He should have done that Piers he Morgan. Should he, he should have gone cry. on with the Piers Morgan. He can't cry anymore. Probably his the drugs have ruined his it. His docks have closed up. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. They're Poor jams. <laughs> I, um, I have a certain... I, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm mixed up about this whole story. No. Why? I don't think it's that bad, but... You know. Well, you know, I mean, I'm... Let's face it, I'm living on Lemsip this morning. Is that bad? Yeah. Is it bad that I'm living on Lemsip? No, it's no, it's bad he's... that Lance Armstrong did that. It's no, really can bad. Can I just say, he's still got to work out. Different he's still got to put the effort in. Yeah, but do you know what he didn't have to do? He what? didn't have to sue the people that said that he was a liar. That was a mistake. Why is Daisy waving a hand? I don't know. Oh, my thought thought we were on dodgy legal ground. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) me too. Yeah. There's a fly in front of your face in January. (laughs) That's peculiar. I'm sure we must be on dodgy legal ground. I don't know. I'm on Lemsip. I'm on hot um, lemon barley water. Uh And they have lemon curd every day. (laughs) Have you? Come pancake day. I'm just going to urinate on the pancakes. (laughs) It'll do the job perfectly well. It's not finished, you know, there's more. I know, there's part two to come. It's not In over. part two, he says, nah, not. And then it ends. <laughs> he says, what's yeah. up, when you it's, start. It's definitely not over till the fat lady sings. I, I don't know. Wouldn't it be better if they just said, let's b- not bother with the drugs thing, everybody can take as many drugs as they like. Because he was worried about the whole level playing field is what he kept on about. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't, he wasn't making it level, was he? He was making it. Like, fine for him. I suppose downhill is what he'd want to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he could just, uh, he could just freewheel. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do they do that, professional cyclists? Do they ever just do free oh, I'd love it if they I think did they that. might. Someone do, will text in. Do they put those bits of plastics on the back spoke so it goes... <laughs> I don't think they do that. I, mean, I, I was alarmed to discover that the name for the drug he mostly... It was called EPO, wasn't yeah. it? And apparently that was because it was... They named it... They used to call it Poe, after Edgar Allan Poe was their code name for it. Oh, OK. And I thought, why drag him into it? I thought that was awful. Yeah, that's. I imagine Edgar Allan Poe... Edgar Poe probably did a bit of laudanum or something, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah dark I, character. I think so. But they oh. do strike you as sort of a humourless bunch sometimes, don't you? You get the feeling that Lance Armstrong, at no point in winning those seven uh, Tour de France's, oh. went wee on the way down no. a hill. No. At no point would well, he, he might have that. done. Only because he was completely spaced out of his box. <laughs> I think it was those kinds of drugs so he was what Frank thinks it's like... What happens to his trophies? Well, they've taken them all off him. Did Have you they? see that shot of him lying on his couch underneath the seven yellow jerseys? <laughs> and they said, oh, he's oh. no longer... Al-. I don't think he's even allowed to wear a yellow jersey anymore. I think that's one of the rules. Well, it's a, it's a, he's a Norwich fan as well. Well, that's it's a shame. Big, it's a big punishment. <laughs> that's a shame because it? it's a big colour for spring-summer as well. Yeah. I don't think they should ban him from cycling for life. I think a better punishment would be to have him cycle, but like somehow give him piles and... Uh, well, they and like, I'm sure there are drugs that do well, that. Yeah, the lycra... And say, right, now you've got to do a Tour de France with piles. That'd teach of. him, wouldn't it? Mm. Hmm? Of. A tour, tour of, of France. France. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's false to have it. I call it the Tour de France. If we're going to say France, don't they say Francais? <laughs> <laughs> don't they say France? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I thought one of the uh, the least savoury things about the Lance Armstrong thing was that every now and again he would just reference the fact that he'd beaten the cancer and then I wanted to win, almost like, you know, I was ill, so I've got an excuse, you know. Yeah. But yeah. then... See, we didn't mind him using drugs to beat the cancer, so why shouldn't <laughs> yeah. he use drugs to win the Tour of France? Yeah. I don't think he can... I don't think he can blame that. No, it, I think that you can come because that's saying, you know, we use what's at our... You know, what's the point of progress if you can't use all no, the uh, things I just thought he was fingertips. slightly blaming the fact that he had a disease. But then again, I did think about it. Well, and my mum had type. cancer a few years ago, and she now cannot be trusted at Monopoly. She will cheat every time. Yeah. So... There is a link there, it's turning out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Blimey. Which, um, which iconic um, pewter thing does she want to get rid of on the Monopoly board? I haven't asked her, but I will. Well, let's find out. Let's canvas her. Actually, I meant to say happy birthday to my mum last week on the show, and then I never. But Too I'll late. do it now. Turn into Dr Fox. Doesn't it? <laughs> happy birthday, mother. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm thinking that... Um, Comedians should oh, yeah. start returning their comedy awards if they've been on shows where they've used writers. Do you think? Do you think? Well, I've done panel shows. Oh, I feel mm-hmm. stiff and stressed. I've done panel shows, right, where I've just been on as a, as a guest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's been other people on as guests, and I've found out after that they've had, like, four or five writers each. Oh, that's mm. not fair, is That's it? not when a level playing field, is it? You're doing no. it pure... On that subject... No, they're with, using um, performance-enhancing writers. Yeah, and, and often they are really And enhancing. old people are thinking, oh, they're funnier than that Frank Skinner. In yeah. fact, it's, it's five, six to one. Is yeah. that fair? I, we I use coffee to get through this show. I wonder if so, Oprah knows about this. If Dr Fox doesn't, Frank, then he's got good grounds to be yeah, cross yeah. about that. I'm just saying it's not a level playing field on, on the panel shows. I know, can I, I know, just, Frank, uh, I can on the tell subjects, it's an issue. On the subject of your television performances... <laughs> They're miming. Basically, it's like miming. <laughs> miming. <on top> of <laughs> They're miming to someone else's jokes. 
carry on. On the subject of your good self on television, oh, uh, we've I had really an email. To, I need to go to the ladies. Saying Frank on point. Sorry. <laughs> on professional. Oh, you don't, can don't do that squirm. during the songs. You know that, don't you? Don't squirm like that. Hurry up. That's I need what, to go to the ladies. That's what I said to Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I, I, was, I was out uh, last Saturday and I got into a state where I really thought I'm not going to get home in time. This is awful. And I actually tied with <laughs> I think I'm going to make it, guys. I tied with the idea of just, why don't you go? We can carry on. Oh. Frank's just telling a really long story before I do this really long email. <laughs> Oh, just time with you. I actually thought, how bad would it be if I went myself? Uh-huh. I, started to, I started to think about it. It's not that bad, is it? I don't think. No, I, I thought, it'd be, yeah. In I this thought, weather, it'd probably be quite nice I thought for a while. Well, I was looking forward to the warmth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Frank, stop talking about messing yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, my messing yourself is something altogether I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'll read this email now. Hello, Frank, Emily oh, and it, Alan. <laughs> I know Frank is a big fan of the afternoon quiz Pointless. Indeed. So I wonder if he was watching on Wednesday, question mark. No, I'm... The subject for the jackpot question was Brit Awards hosts. Oh. I'm afraid to say... Why did you have to bring that up? I immediately shouted Frank Skirrett at my television as a suitably obscure answer. However, Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> you still remember it, don't you? Yeah. However, Richard Osman later revealed that two people out of 100 remembered Frank hosting the Brits... Nearly a pointless answer. That's, good, oh, that's good. I'm, I've, I thought I'd killed everyone that saw it. My, <laughs> my other guess of Noel Edmonds turned out to be a pointless answer, however, and uh, would have been enough to win me the jackpot. This also means that Noel Edmonds is now officially more obscure than Frank. Love, Chris. That's a good time to go to the loo. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that, actually. I, I just like the fact that I've sort of been on pointless yeah, now, which is brilliant. OK, off you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Got a bit of uh, toilet paper stuck to your shoe. <laughs> oh, not. No. At least I've still got a shoe. <laughs> At least I've got <laughs> a heel on a shoe. No, that's true. It hasn't disintegrated. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, um, the thing about the, the Lance Armstrong thing, mm. is, that, is that the great joy of David Beckham is that He's, although he's like the most famous sportsman or one of the most famous sportsmen in the world, mm. he's never really been, you know, he's never been the late night nightclub, nothing no. that dodgy about him. No, he's, well, uh, he's clean. You might think that, but... I uh, do think that. No, but Morrissey has been talking about the Beckhams, actually, Oh, Frank. I thought, yeah. Did you see that? Well, I did see. Morrissey's been doing a lot of talking, hasn't he? <laughs> Oh, he likes talking, all right. I like his, he, he's he really said good at talking. Morrissey Beckham can kick a football. Morrissey's only good at talking, isn't he? He said the Beckhams were what's gone wrong with modern Britain. And I like he was uh, discussing this issue. It was in Loaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also said they should be dragged to the edge of the village and flogged. Yeah, that's so it. has gone a bit Chaucerian. I don't, they don't do I don't that anymore. Care. I don't think they do that anymore. Not I, with celebrities. He might, yeah, he might be in Greenwich Village. That annoyed me. What, what Edge of which village? Like, what village is it? That he thinks the village, Highgate village. The Whose village. side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a number. I think public floggings are probably outlawed now. Anyway, yeah. I don't well, think be and also, I wonder not how in the S and M community. I wonder how Morrissey you would attend this. You haven't given us any uh, updates from them recently. Flogging of the Beckhams from Hollywood. Would he come to the village to look at it? Is that what he'd do? Or is there a village in Hollywood that he would like to... Do they still live yeah, in, in doesn't Hollywood? Beckham, uh, Beckham lives in England now, doesn't he? He's moved to England. But doesn't Morrissey live in America? He's in LA somewhere. See? He lived in Italy for a while. I asked yeah. him when I had dinner with him. Did you? Anyway. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, people right. talk about the dinner guests that they would love to 
have dinner with. Mm. Morrissey, I think, would be the very bottom of my list really? of people well, to have dinner with. Well, it's so handy yeah. that he'll what never ask you then, isn't it? <laughs> what a bore he would be. You'll, I mean, ne- you'll never find out. A teetotal out. vegan that says mean things about the Beckhams. No, that's I couldn't imagine a less fun night <laughs> well, than you're having wrong, dinner with Morrissey. Because it was one of the nights of my life. Oh. Was it? Yes! <laughs> was he, was he yes. a raconteur? Yes! Oh, yeah, by saying outrageous things, but not You weren't there, so you'll never interested. know. Well, he said one marvellous thing in that no, London interview, and he said, I nearly voted UKIP. <laughs> yes. Which sounds like when people should say, laugh, I nearly yeah. voted UKIP. It sounds like that kind of thing. He said he was. He felt like they were the sort of people that... Oh, no, footballers, he was saying, they couldn't identify a harp. Yeah. Which well, is quite a strange cultural benchmark, I thought. Yeah, exactly. And who demands that of a footballer? They're meant to kick balls. They used to be able to. They're Did they? Certainly a point, a point of harp. <laughs> They'd identify now, proper, now, I suppose. They're up with the Armstrongs, if you receive my meaning. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan cockaleeke Conk. <laughs> There you have it. My housekeeping is done. I can sit back and relax and enjoy the show. How many of you lot can say that out there? <laughs> Frank, um, Damien has just <clears throat> observed that Tanya Snug sounds a bit like a character from Family Guy, but most importantly wants to know, hi, Frank, are you a fan of Family Guy? Um, I've never seen it. Actually. OK. I'll tell you what I do like, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> You like the nerds, that. don't you? Yeah, you like. I love, I love that. that. I'll watch two on the top. You love a bit of nerd comedy. <laughs> two on the top. I'll watch them back to back. Really? But Family Guy... I don't know if you're the intended demographic, and that's why I like you. Uh, I don't know why, because people tell me Family Guy's great, and that's probably why I don't watch it. Mm. Yeah. It's American as well. Yeah. I mean, what will it be next? Um, Broken Birds? <laughs> What was it called? Breaking Bad. Breaking <laughs> Bird. Breaking Bird. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Broken Bro- Birds is actually the uh, name of my autobiography. Broken Birds like that sort of thing that Wendy Craig would be Broken in. Broken Birds could be a Leonard Cohen song. Yes, it, it really could, could yeah. Uh, we're Broken also- Birds <laughs> on a purple sky. Oh. And your broken heart. When he said goodbye. Let <laughs> it come in there. Nice, Broken nice birds. rhyming couplet, sky and by. But Thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, we also had a texture. I don't know if you remember we were talking about um, the shoes that you see on the side of the road. We've had two different texts. Uh, Basically, two different texts. I love that that's our text in this morning. No, what no. shoes have you seen on the side of the road? Basically saying the same thing, but this one... Are we um, c- conducting some sort of investigation? <laughs> Did you know this? This one says, I work for the ambulance service. If you play up and, and try to assault us, as you regularly do, we throw one of your shoes away or swap them with a tramps. That's what they've said. Quite, Apparently, seventies called tramps. Quite a lot of people are abusing the ambulance service whilst well, drunk, oh, and yeah, they get their shoe much. hoiked out on a dual carriageway. Mm. I bet that happened to you in nineteen eighty-one, Frank. Oh yeah, not very rude. Do you think that yeah, happened? I think it might have. Yeah. Did you ever miss a shoe during those years? I did get drunk once and lose a shoe, but then uh, someone told me I'd. Uh, it was a flip flop. I'd use it to uh, oh. hit the fallen statue of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on holiday at the time. So that was a, that was. You were ahead of your time, weren't you? Uh, I was a bit, 81. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, 
Yeah, we had a we had a rehearsal. We had a dress rehearsal. <laughs> Good, an undress rehearsal. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was all right. Went all right, but then there was uh, the actual show was delayed for quite a while. It mm. was, yeah. yeah. Frank, are we ready to turn into the cul-de-sac that is email corner? I wouldn't call it a cul-de-sac. <laughs> that seems very negative. I'd say it's okay. more of a muse. It's a music. We're in. We're in. Email, email corner. Lingers. I didn't realise how much it lingered. Oh, it lingers a lot. Um, they uh, they reverberate the uh, sitars. Mm-hmm. Frank, this is from Lizzie. She says she sounds already. She sounds like fun. Yeah. She sounds like she'd have a lot of get up and go in the mornings. Mm. She sounds thin. <laughs> listening. Oh, lovely. Uh, listening to last week's shows regarding the strange landlord. I thought I would share a recent story. I should say that story was the landlord who made them uh, sign uh, a sort oh, yes. of 41 conditions, all of which I thought were you reasonable. You thought was 100% reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's also a new character Al Murray's working on, the, uh, <laughs> the strange landlord. Oh, yeah, it's oh. Just, just sort of slightly quirkier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, I thought I would share a recent story. When I went house hunting for my friend and I, I viewed a very bizarre Can house. Can I just stop you there? If some, yes. Sorry, oh, this happened to me. I, mm. I was just like... Handling my, I was just rubbing my hands together. Oh God! In glee. And in one of, yeah, in glee. And I found in a fold in my uh, in my thumb some of my antiseptic hand wash that I used an hour ago. It just sat there in a fold. Oh yeah, that's um, that's not good, is it? I don't know. Oh. Something. T- I suppose it means that when you're out. We're now you talking can... about what what is in your folds of flesh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I'm, 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 Paul Mason, Britain's I'm... ex-fattest man. We don't have time for your anecdotes. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. you no, know, I I gather belly button fluff like nobody oh, I know. Oh, going after that, go back Actually, there. Let's let's. Ill. I'm what, like what's... a tumble dryer. Can we go back to this lady's um, yeah, landlord? Let's, let's do okay. that. Okay. I viewed Lizzie. a ve- I've uh, viewed a very bizarre house in Harborne. Oh, God, I used to Birmingham. live in Harborne. Oh. I used to live uh, at 67 Ravenhurst Road. Oh. You know, by the laundrette. <laughs> Is there a plaque there now? Is there a blue plaque? I doubt it. No. OK. There's a lot of plaque there when I live there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... I have to floss. <laughs> Souvenir hunters don't all go rushing down there, cos there'll be a nice family living there now. I'd like to know who lives. It was bed sits at the time, as you can imagine. Fifteen quid a week, oh. I paid. Well, I, say, oh, I paid. You paid. <laughs> <laughs> you paid. I like that party. Yeah. Um, firstly, I nearly voted. You paid. <laughs> <laughs> firstly, the bedroom had a window. So this is the house in Harborne, Frank. Yeah. The bedroom had a window leading out to the landing. What a good idea. Something. <laughs> I mean, why do windows always have to be on the outside of the house? You could set up a little butty area. I but, like that. But often you can see much more interesting things in other people's rooms. Just than sit down and watch your family. It's yeah. weird. No, I like the idea of uh, internal. Why should doors have all the fun? Mm. They get to be external and internal. Oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to do that. I'm going to put a window inside my house. Um. So this was something the desperate estate agent apparently tried to call a feature, saying I could wave at my housemate. Nice. Secondly, and more bizarrely, after we'd viewed the house, he told us that the landlord had koi carp in the garden and that if we were to rent it, we would have to look after the fish as they were his pride and joy Uh. and we would be liable if anything happened to his fish. Well, that is not legally correct. (laughs) Yeah. I think if you take... Talk us through the uh, (laughs) koi carp legislation in this country. If you you take the the order of uh, habeas carpus... (laughs) Oh, I'm so pleased he, he for you. Can, he can never... No, no way. 
No, 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 no lighthouse. Not having, it, not having it. You did watch a lot of LA Law, didn't you? Once <laughs> upon a time. <laughs> so. I thought it was called La, La Law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've been a right fool of myself. Yeah. I asked people, did you see La Law last night? They just looked at me. Yeah. When I lived in Harbour, we got burgled. Um, oh, yeah. And the burglar stole my VHS recorder, uh, two Sony Walkman, and a Pogues cassette. Oh, no. Looking back now, he was actually <laughs> compiling a, a, a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, could, could you have anything more 80s stolen than those things? I <laughs> mean, who, who broke in? Tony Hadley. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, still, still there. Still in the email corner. Well, let me um, let me read an email to you. That seems like the appropriate action. Okay. Uh, I downloaded a sample of the book Dispatches from the Sofa on Google Play. Um, that's a book you wrote. Yeah, sample, you notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always got one eye on the housekeeping budget. This yeah, guy. I would imagine if he'd downloaded the whole book, he, just, he wouldn't have brought the sample thing up. Mm. Yeah, I downloaded a sample of Dispatches from the Sofa mm. on Google Play and it suggested another book written by you called Cook, Baker, Candlestick Maker. I must admit, the synopsis reveals a side of you I never knew existed. (laughs) I say it's very popular. It says it's very popular with readers of your other books, apparently. That's from Nick Clark. Not from the blue period. Well, um, I'm amazed that this man has escaped my attention. It is genuinely amazing. (laughs) Because I did, um, having seen this email previously, Mm. I looked up um, Frank Skinner, who wrote, um, what is it? Cook Cook, Baker Baker, Candlestick Maker. And um, he's a bit of a character. He is, is a bit he? of a character. <laughs> Not in the same way you is he are. He's a colourful character. <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming it's someone else. It, it, he says, uh, you know, I mean, it, as you, I've done so much, you know, you forget. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't remember writing a book called Understanding Arabs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or being a Marine or. That, that would stick in your mind, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I completely do, do understand them. I don't think you do. I mean... It depends what language they're speaking for a start-off. Yeah. And sometimes, from what I've seen on the news, they can be extremely irate. Some of them are. Some of them are. Um, and, I, you know, often I don't understand why. And I must say, they make a terrible job of an effigy. If I couldn't make a... <laughs> if I couldn't make a better lookalike effigy... Anyway. So I didn't write that book. Um... Also, it said um, one of the things, and it's like things to Frank Skinner mm-hmm. on the on the yeah. uh, on the. Web, what if you like this, this? You're like this. Yeah. No, well, it, it says um, a letter to Frank Skinner. It says, "Dear, dear Frank Skinner," and I thought, yeah. well, obviously, I, I can read this. Yeah. <laughs> it says, I, "I read your article in Detonator magazine." <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no knowledge of that. It was it's the 1980s. <laughs> he's, he's quite a frightening bloke, isn't he? Is he? These are yeah, the other yeah. Frank Skinner. He's, um, He's an ex-marine that has served time in uh, various conflicts. Well, why is he and... writing some great British Bake Off book then? I don't think that is what he's writing. <laughs> Cook Baker Candlestick yeah, Maker. Please. I was yeah. going to buy that for my old nana. This was one of the, the write-ups it's... again. I was fascinated by this. He said, it tell... the book tells how Frank was taken back into <laughs> Marine Corps, having been exposed to the national assets. Yeah. You remember those pictures of Gate Middleton? Yes. <laughs> we all do. Like, well, I was upset as well. But we didn't have to head back to the Marine Corps. <laughs> I'm just going to... Uh, if I can, uh... He's a bit of an Andy McNabb type, isn't he? I think he? he is, yeah. And that means he's doomed to always be photographed in silhouette. 
Well, there's a. He needs to oh, get no, a Stella McCartney a, a, dress, Frank. There's then a proper look. picture of him. He's yeah. not in the Andy oh, McNabb silhouette. He, he doesn't care, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. It's a nice write-up from um, Rogue Warrior, mm-hmm. who is another. Do you know, uh, I was thinking of him only the other day. <laughs> I mean, will I ever write a book where someone says definitely a must-read for tacticians, future leaders and historians? Almost certainly not. But this is the bit. I'd like help with this. The author captures the human endeavours necessary to accomplish and obviously enjoy in order to pioneer the development of a continual facet of warfare and meeting the challenges of the changing threats in both military and commercial arenas. That's that's written by a computer, isn't it? Mm. I think somebody... That doesn't... To me, it makes no sense at all. But I am—I've become fascinated by um, Frank Skinner, the ex-marine. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe me and him can uh, get together on um, MySpace <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't invaded it. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I feel we should talk about. Um, Horse meat. We should talk about horse meat. I don't mean it's the, everywhere. The, dis- the nightclub near you. No. <laughs> um, there is what? There is a Vauxhall-based nightclub called Horse Meat. Is there actually? Yeah. Oh. My, yeah, male friends go there. Okay. Um, can you two please reassure me you haven't got a whole host of awful jokes that you're going to come out with if we what? discuss horse meat? About horse meat? What yeah. about stuff like it, it be, uh, being the main course? Oh, uh, Alan? And um, I'm on a stable diet. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you what I might do, though. Borrowing object in food. <laughs> I've heard that for a long time. Well, it depends where it's from. Might not be foreign. Yeah, we should say, actually, that um, this is a separate story from the... Um, Horse Abattoir, which is a horrible, yes. cruel, mm-hmm. nasty, vile, upsetting story, yes. and, and nothing to do with this. But um, it does seem that um, there's a bit of horse meat knocking around in in some of the commercially available burgers. Ne- yeah, beef burgers. I've always thought beef, pork, lamb. They're only they're not firm categories in my eyes. No, they're only oh, they're really? only rough guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Really? If I bought a hamburger, for example, uh-huh. which suggests the pig, doesn't it? Yes. Ham? it really does. Yes, I'm, the clues are all there. I if would I say. had a hamburger and found it was beef, I, I wouldn't even it wouldn't even trouble me for a second. Worry me right. in the slightest. What about the other way around? If you were, say, Jewish or Muslim, that's a that's a different. Well, uh, given that you've written the book Understanding Arabs, that's a different. Yeah, that's I, why I I'm appreciate asking, your insights. That's, that's why I'm asking Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner of Understanding Arabs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought all along when I joined this show. You know, that's how they pitched it to me. Well, okay, well, let me explain it to you. I think <laughs> that um, whoever your god is, <laughs> surely. Um, he or she would forgive you if you were, if you ate that thing accidentally. You couldn't possibly know. So you're not right. thinking for a second. Oh, I couldn't be bothered to follow my. Fa-. You, you know, you don't sure know. You, been, I'm not sure you do understand Arabs. You've been tricked. <laughs> well, um, I tell you what I think, Frank. Look, you turn a room in my book sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the problem is in the name, because if you think about it. Horse meat sounds horrible, but you mm. don't say pig meat, you say pork. Mm. These are euphemisms we have. You don't say cow meat, you say beef. So we just need to rename Whereas it. Whereas lamb? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. No one minds that. It's I don't know why. The lamb was on his... It's, it's not, the frolicker. It's the little Frank, frolicker. You don't say lamb meat, and that would sound horrible. So we've just got to take the meat off. You don't say beef meat. No, 
this is what I mean. Well, you've, I'm sorry, I've I blown, my lamb comeback has blown your <laughs> argument to pieces. Terrible. You think there should be a technical term for horse meat? Yes. Let's call it hawk. Yes, I like it. H-O-R-K. H-O-R-K. I'm happy with heath. Not ham. Unless H-A-M-B, that's going to cause confusion with ham H-A-M. Yeah, that would be difficult. This I whole don't... conversation isn't meant to be making me hungry, but it is. is it? Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, w- what it actually said, I believe, about when these burgers were analysed, is they yeah. found horse DNA oh, yeah. is that in right? the burger. So what it could be, the cattle might have been killed by horses. Right, oh. yeah. Horses, you know what I mean? Horse horses are, aren't they vegetarians, horses? That'll be the No, but they could have just been killed just for fun. Oh, yeah, because they're well-known. You know known. they often find DNA on... on <laughs> they're well-known playful killers, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> and pig DNA as well. I, you wouldn't put it past a pig, would you, to just take out a cow? Just this is, for, just haven't you read his book, Understanding Livestock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five stars on Amazon. Yeah, five stars <laughs> and uh, 12 Bovril cubes <laughs> for the first 2,000 sold. <laughs> Uh, well, it's, I, I'm all right with it, really. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm not so fine. Maybe if they called them Beast Burgers. Yeah, that'd be That's good. That's good, fine. Yeah, and the logo could be um, Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> and you take your pick, it's like pick and mix. Pig and mix, they could call it. That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we've sorted it. This is Frank Skinner. Yes. Um, this is from Mike Donnage. He says, hello, Frank, Emma and Cockrell. Emma? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Oh, you don't like it now when people play around with your name, do you? Mm. I mean, my name's not really I would Cockrell. hardly call Emma playing around. <laughs> no, it's not I... exactly <laughs> workshopping the name Emily. It's not Cockaleaky, is Maybe it? Maybe he's been playful. <laughs> Emma. Emma Leaky, that would have been good. <laughs> Emma Leaky, I'd be happy with. Cock Emily. On... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll take that back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is from Mike. Mike. He says, stop it. He says, um... He says, stop it. <laughs> he says... <laughs> Everyone's a critic, aren't they? <laughs> he says, horse meat is nothing. That's horse what he... meat is nothing. This is a philosophical point. He's quite existential. existential. He yeah. is. Right. You are. He says, um, <laughs> when I was living in the Philippines, there was a massive scandal when it was discovered that, and he then names, um, can I name it? The, no, don't, don't Okay, name. it's um, a Filipino fast food joint. It's okay. their leading mm-hmm. fast food joint. And apparently the burger meat there was 25% worms. Oh. But they got a lot of... Um, a lot of freshwater fish in there. Mm. They loved it. Queuing <laughs> up. Well, no, also, that's, that is, that's a bigger scandal. I don't know why a worm should be worse than a horse. No. That's well, an interesting, if a, if a worm fought a horse, it's one of those kind of arguments. Yeah, I think mm. the horse, horse, would, horse would beat a worm. Yeah, probably. I think so. Unless it got some sort of internal worm that killed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That See, the happen. thing is, the worms, if, okay, if, if you're toe to toe with a worm, they've got no chance. Uh-huh. But once they get internal, you know, I found some more of that antiseptic thing in one of my folds. <laughs> really? It's really lingering with How me. How much have you got in there? My, my hands are like the, uh, the fattest man in Britain. In Almost many ways. On. There was an amazing moment on Question Time this week when uh, Nigel Farage was talking about the, the horse meat issue and said... Um, the Farage, yeah. He said, I don't, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we've heard the end of this. I think the next big thing to come out is uh, donkey meat in European salami. He is doesn't strike me as a man that likes no. European salami. He always goes on about that. <laughs> oh. Very good. And relax. Oh. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute. 
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We had a text, I'm not sure if we read this already, I blame Graham Kerr for this horse meat fiasco. Wasn't he the galloping gourmet? Oh, oh my parents were a big fan of his work. I imagine they knew him well, did they not? Oh, of course they did. They probably <laughs> came round for dinner with did. the Dalek. Yes! Dinner Gl- with the Dalek is you a chapter of your biography. All those glasses it? were laid out on the lanyard. You think, oh, nice. is Graham about to arrive? <laughs> 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 Do you want a starter? No. Um, oh. very much. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all week to try the horse week. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we had an email in during the week. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Just listened to today's podcast. Re-Bovril and Oxo-Cube sucking. Oh, because Frank and I were saying we used to like doing that. Yeah. We used to eat them raw. Yeah, eat them <coughs> and eat them raw. Uh, as a child, I got addicted to putting Andrew's liver salts in my squash to make my drink fizzy. I have no oh, idea yeah. of the long-term consequences <laughs> of my addiction. My best hope is an immaculate liver. This is from Lance Armstrong. This is how he started. Best hope is an immaculate liver. I think I really wanted a soda stream, but alas, it was not to be. Thanks mm. for the last. And that's from Joy, brackets, ukulele newbie, close brackets. Mm. Joy. Oh, yeah. No, that's like her nice, Dances with Wolves name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ukulele newbie. That's, um, I, I used to put um, Andrews in my Vimto. Oh, really? But his mum went mad about it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I left it alone after that. You used to put Perno in your Vimto, I heard. <laughs> I, well, that was later. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I, um, what I did used to do, actually, with, with, we always had Andrew's liver salts in the, in the house, in their, oh. um, in what their white What did they do, Frank? Were they stomach oh, they're, they're a laxative more at the oh anything. Oh, but they, did, they brought the wind up as well. Oh. But that was three heaps. You see, three heaped uh, teaspoons. But it did say, if you read, that you, if you just have one heaped mm. teaspoon, you could drink Andrews as a refreshing drink. Oh. That's what it said. And Is that uh, really? so I'd say to my mum, Oh, we mum, we make us an Andrews. And she'd say, um, well, he's got a, You got a bellyache? And I'd say, No, no, I just want it as a refreshing drink. <laughs> she knew then. But I, we used to use the phrase <laughs> as a refreshing drink. <laughs> We would never have said anything like that in any other context. We were dictated to by the Andrews tin. Oh. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I could still happily drink it as a refreshing drink, because up your nose. <laughs> refreshing drink. And the you thing is, you have, to, you have to drink it while it's still fizzing. So it's oh. a bit of a challenge. What is the effect long-term on the liver, though? Well, we'll soon find out <laughs> from, uh, from Joy. Um, <laughs> all we have to do is scan her on a regular basis. Yeah. We can all do uh, with that. I it's imagine very, it, let's it, face it. it'll be something like the um, the soles of my blunt stones. <laughs> <right> <laughs> Nevertheless, we know we've reached that time mm. when um, we near our um, our finish. Um, Mark Crossley is next, um, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, now get out. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.